1: Give them control and deals will roll. Sellers are so used to taking control of the conversation. Aiming to get the deal done as quick as possible leads them to eating up the entire conversation without giving the buyer a chance to talk. Well guess what? That doesn't work anymore. Kyle is back to discuss the importance of giving the buyer control in some aspects of the conversation to give them freedom to express their concerns and appreciate your product hands-on. Learn more in this later this
0: episode of sales transformation what are your thoughts about even um giving them giving them control in Uh, the
1: demo in what way
0: yeah like you know uh giving you know giving them control to walk through the product and see and touch you know how they would use it
1: all about it i think there's a lot of demo fatigue right now where people have purchased things that looked really good in the sales cycle, and then they don't work. Anything we can do either in the demo by giving them screen control or by giving them a very guided real-life trial experience is valuable to overcome that skepticism of... Yeah, it worked when your sales engineer watched me through something that was pr- pretty clearly canned. Does it actually work for me? Another thing that I, I've, I've seen work really well is before you even let them have control or show them the workflow, ask them to show you their workflow and their current solution. Let's look at your current state, our after state. Mm-hmm. Let's compare side by side. What is the impact for you? What is the impact for your business? Polishes off with the proof point. And you have a really emotional uh talk track that gets your buyer excited and envisioning how they would use the product. So, yeah, if you have a if you have a product in a setup that allows your buyer to take control, there's nothing more compelling than saying, yeah, it's easy to use. I'll prove it. Go use it. So I think it's mm-hmm. a great play.
0: Yeah. I love the example of looking at their, you know, current workflow, right? Why don't you show me how you're doing this today? Right. Um, because the interesting thing is a lot of times, um, just from having a, you know, say you do a good discovery, you, you you can't have a really solid understanding maybe of how they are doing things today, which is super beneficial for you. Um, but also uh, a lot of deals are lost to the status quo and them doing nothing right? So you should know who your strongest competitor is, which is however they're getting that job done today.
1: Yeah. the uh, there are, If it's important, they always have a way to handle it right now. And unless they're coming, banging on your door, begging for help, they don't yet feel like there's enough pain in their current state to run towards a new solution. So if we can't go really find major gaps and challenge them on pain they may not be aware of attached to the current state, it's really difficult to to progress a deal. Even if the after state seems to be better, we have to really prove that the current state is untenable.
0: Yeah. And what is a good way for sellers to approach that? Right. Because I think that's where a lot of people drop the ball is not really tapping into, you know, the... Doing nothing versus doing something.
1: Yeah. The, the struggle with selling to buyers, any buyer, and any persona, is when they think about a solution, they will almost always gravitate to us the simplest, cleanest way to do it because they're not aware of the art of the possible. And so when i'm trying to work Mm -hmm. with the buyer i need to go expand their decision criteria i need to go teach them challenges they may not be aware of so an example of this when i was at when i was at qualtrics if i was selling to somebody a customer experience solution i knew that every other customer experience solution could go compete with qualtrics and we might be a slightly better after scenario but it doesn't break their current scenario they currently measure customer feedback they have a solution in place is very difficult to find enough pain just comparing apples to apples. However, if I go layer on and I say, you know what? Customer experience by itself is insufficient. If you're not also looking at the employee experience and the brand experience, and at the product level the experience, your CX measurement is worthless. So what I'm doing there is I just completely shattered their current state. Even if they had the best possible tool for customer experience, I'm helping them understand that is insufficient. That is broken. Then I can tie out examples of where, if you don't have employee experience, how that can impact CX. I can pull in stories about where the product, if that breaks down, you know, the best customer service in the world, you're still a host, right? Now they're thinking, holy Mm -hmm. crap, I don't need a CX tool. I need an experience management tool. And so by completely changing what they define as an acceptable current state, you can then help repurpose or recreate what the afterstate should look like, tailored to what your solution does better than the competition.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're enjoying the show, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And we hope that you'll tune in again tomorrow as we are here for you every day, weekends included, to help you transform the way you sell.